Good morning. As we start this first full day of practice with a noble silence, I like to, Jack calling it affectionate silence, or non-communication. I'll offer some meditation instructions this morning, but just I want to say a couple of things before I do, which is that uh, my, my own sense, um, you might get different senses from the different teachers, different perspectives, but my own sense is that uh, the, the, really the core of what we're doing on a meditative path, on the Buddhist path, and especially the um, practice of being on retreat and giving ourselves this time, this whole week, 10 days of putting the effort and attention and being in the affectionate silence. Um, but the, truly, the whole goal uh, is to see clearly, as um, Howie was saying last night, to, to be Buddha is to be awake. And to be awake is to have our eyes open, to see clearly, even with our eyes closed in meditation, <laughs> to be awake, to, to see clearly, and to respond appropriately. And that all of what we're doing in this meditative discipline is, am I, am I being awake to what's happening here and now? And am I responding? Can I respond in a way that ends the unnecessary suffering around what's happening right now? Am I seeing clearly? Am I responding? And so, uh, of course, we use mindfulness, present time, non-judgmental, investigative and responsive awareness. That's our, our, our core practice, mindfulness. But what's called for in this see, res responding wisely is uh, always some level of kindness or uh, what's the kind relationship to this unpleasant sensation, this repetitive thought, this anxiety, this sadness that has arisen, this mind that's all over the place. What's the kind attitude or relationship or response? And so right from the beginning, we want to encourage uh, not just a, a, a detached awareness of what is, but an engaged and intimate and a friendly, a loving awareness as you're practicing mindfulness of the breath and body and the instructions today, to really incline your heart towards kindness. What's the kind response to this? And not a lot of thinking about kindness or thinking about love, but um, just encouraging an attitude in your own heart-mind of friendliness, that, that term metta that translates as unconditional friendliness. And so my encouragement for all of us is that rather than metta being this separate, uh, disciplined practice that we will do every day at 4 o'clock, <laughs> but that right from the beginning that you just, in any way that you can, in any uh, capacity that you currently have, 
Incline your heart and mind towards this unconditional friendliness in your, in your mindfulness. So that your mindfulness, your present time awareness of each breath, of each footstep, of each bite when we come to eating, is infused with, with a loving attitude, a kind attitude, an unconditionally friendly, right now it's like this and... And it's time to let go, or it's time to uh, try to have some compassion towards it. So we'll start with the first foundation of mindfulness, and I'll give these instructions now, but just as a, as a deep encouragement, not just for today, but for your whole retreat. <coughs> Try to keep an attitude of kindness infused into your mindfulness, not separate from it. So uh, having a, a finding the posture, your meditative posture, upright, relaxed. Releasing any tension that can be released. Bringing present time awareness into the body. Bringing awareness to sound, receptive of sound, to smell and taste, to seeing, even with the eyes closed, what's the experience of sight, shape, color, images. And awareness of the mind, what kind of attitude does the mind have this morning? What kind of mood? What kind of plans, hopes, worries are filling that mental space? Just acknowledging it. Just part of our experience, thoughts arising and passing. And then pouring the attention into the body. All of the sensations of sitting, of contact. Imagine pouring loving awareness into your body, infusing, steeping your body in kind awareness. Bringing this 
investigative awareness into the body. And then letting the attention settle on the sensations in the body that the breath creates. The rising and falling of the abdomen, the expanding and contracting of the chest. Sensations on the upper lip of air coming and going through the nostrils. So for now we place our attention on the breath. And we allow everything else to be in the background as much as we can. We don't have to stop the mind. We just stop paying attention to the future and past. And we direct our full attention here. The Buddha's initial instruction is so simple. He says, breathing in, know that you're breathing in. What allows you to know the breath, to receive it, to feel it? In mindful and clear comprehension, knowing that you're breathing in, knowing that you're breathing out, Many find it useful to use a technique of noting and use the mental label of in and out with each breath to help you stay present with the sensations of the breath. Feel free to use the technique of noting. Sometimes on the first day of the retreat, I'll even count the breath just to really start getting concentrated. Counting the breath up to 10, back down. Can help us to ignore the mind and stay present with the body.
receiving the sensations in the body, with the body, in loving awareness, in kind awareness. Not just this detached observation, but what would it be like to affectionately welcome each sensation, each moment? To experience each breath as intimate receiving these sensations at the nostrils or belly. Of course, the attention does wander back into thinking. And this is where the non-judgment and the kind attitude, what an opportunity. How do we return when we catch ourselves thinking again? Is there a critical drill sergeant that says, get back to the breath? Or can you gently escort your attention with the kindness that you would show your own child return, come back come back to this present moment that planning can be done later those resentments they'll still be there you can get to those later Gently returning over and over, reestablishing, and then sustaining for as long as we can this morning, the present time, loving awareness.
finding your own balanced effort of connecting, sustaining, and of returning over and over. And you may find that you're visited by the hindrances of sleepiness, of restlessness, of strong cravings or aversions, or the mind becoming filled with doubt. <coughs> Holding all of that in awareness, okay, that's what's happening in the mind. With a loving attitude, with a friendly acceptance, well, there's sleepiness, and coming back to the breath, but also maybe standing up if you're really falling asleep. Right here, mindfully, coming to the standing posture. Or if there's a lot of anxiousness, intentionally taking deeper abdominal breaths, making sure Getting a full deep breath. Bringing the effort in a balanced way to stay, stay present, to see clearly what's the appropriate response to this moment's experience. can concentrate, the more we can gather the attention with the sensations of the breath or any chosen object. For some of you, the breath feels really elusive. And some of you know that it's not the right object and that you can choose something else to sustain attention with. It can be sound or the contact of the body on the cushion. This first foundation is just really stabilizing the awareness in the body. For most, the breath is perfect, coming and going, effortless.
so easy to take the breath sensations for granted. But as an object of meditation, they can teach us so much. Allowing yourself to see clearly the impermanent nature of the breath. How each breath is a little bit different than the last. Each breath having a beginning, a middle, and an end. A pause before the next section of the breath, the inhale or the exhale. It can teach us so much about our relationship to a mostly neutral sensation. How, how can we tolerate it? How can we hang out and enjoy paying attention to the subtle sensations that the breath creates? How often the mind goes looking for something more pleasant or instantly drawn towards something more painful. Returning over and over to the sensations the breath creates. Seeing the impermanence. Beginning to enjoy the neutrality, if that's your perception of it. And the impersonal, how the breath just breathed itself. There's no need to be the one breathing, to do the breathing. Just receiving the breath in this kind awareness. The body breathes, the mind thinks, the heart beats. Mindfulness knows all of this phenomena, seeing clearly. We learn to respond appropriately to this body. to this mind, this emotional body.
Sometimes when I find myself involved in a thought during meditation, I'll just replace the thought with the simple term, here. Just saying the word here in my mind. Here. And come back to the body. Sometimes I'll even gently squeeze my legs wherever my hands are resting. Just a kind of physical squeeze, just to remind ourselves that we're here in this body, not in that fantasy world, not in the future, not in the past. Here. Coming back to the breath, the body, over and over. Expanding from the narrow focus on the breath again to an inclusive, embodied awareness infused with a kind attitude towards this aging body, towards this tender heart, this often confused mind this human condition that we all share. Present time, non-judgmental, kind awareness. Giving your a little squeeze saying to yourself I'm, I'm here I'm here for you with love and without stopping don't stop meditating but allow your eyes to open including seeing as part of what you're present time experiences, kind awareness towards seeing, allow your body to move, to stretch however you'd like to, but don't stop meditating ever again. (laughs) So that it's all inclusive and all (coughs) part of uh, this Practice, present time awareness of the formal investigation and focus. And then all of the parts in between, especially on retreat, we can actually sustain mindfulness throughout the retreat. As you stretch, as you move, being aware of the sensations as they change. 
um, as we uh, transition into the walking periods, and I'll talk a little bit about walking meditation. Um, but really a, a strong encouragement and, and invitation that everything that happens here is your practice. Tying your shoes is mindfulness practice. Your Velcro, your uh, getting out of bed, getting into bed, showering. We have this wonderful formal meditation practice three times a day here called eating. And really bringing that present time investigative, kind awareness to our relationship to the food, to the experience of eating the food. Maybe, one, maybe somebody will actually give some eating instructions, but just in a, a general encouragement. The walking meditation is just as important as the sitting meditation. And we'll expand the walking instructions over the period of the retreat. But today, awareness of the footsteps, right, left. If you would like to slow down, and it's a, it's a good idea to slow down as we start a retreat. Um, you might even see the lifting, moving, placing of each foot. Lifting, moving, placing. As you're slowly walking back and forth on your path. And uh, in our tradition, uh, how many, anybody never done walking meditation in our style? You all, couple. Um, almost everybody does it, knows it. Uh, in our tradition, um, we just walk back and forth on a short path, like 20 feet or something like that. And you, you find your path and you walk to the end, and you stop and you turn around and you walk back to the other end, you stop, <laughs> you turn around. And for, especially the first few times you do it, you're like, well, this is insane. This is nuts. I'm going for a hike in the desert. <laughs> but then after, actually after those of us who've been doing it for a long time, you start to really get, oh, this is, there's so many reasons why this is important. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I'm not trying to accomplish. I'm not exercising. I'm just, this is meditation. I'm not sightseeing the desert. I'm Focusing my present time awareness in the body, moving, and then turning, and then moving, and then stopping, and then turning. And so it really becomes a place where you can build your concentration, you can see more clearly, learn to respond more wisely, more appropriately. It's really core to our practice. Um, and it's uh, not uncommon for people to be a little bit dismissive of it and to think, oh, it's tea break and it's nap time and it's, uh, and, and I'm not against some, you know, once in a while, maybe you'd have some tea <laughs> during a walking period or you do take a rest, like all of that is okay. But for the most part, to really do the schedule, to really uh, just take that and, and do it the whole time, present time awareness, walking, and then, so that's what I want to say about walking. Is that clear enough to the people who haven't done it before? Are there any questions about the walking instruction? Or the meditation, this, this emphasis on kind awareness, loving awareness, 
present time, non-judgmental. I had one friend who said, okay, kind awareness. And if you have to let go of one, let go of the awareness. <laughs> and just be kind. Now, it's nice to say that, but actually, when we're not aware, then I think we lose the choice of kindness. That kindness is actually something that we have to be paying attention to do that intentional response, to really be in that loving. We actually have to be here in order to say, I'm going to do my best to just be really kind towards my body and my mind. Now, I do want to say, sometimes... I've seen people, and I'm sure I've been guilty of this myself, saying like, well, really the kindest thing for me to do is just going to be sleep all day. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, when it, we'll use, oh, well, it'd be really, my, my body's uncomfortable. It's so compassionate for me just to go sneak into the hot tub for like four hours. <laughs> that would be really the compassionate thing to do. Where is it? <laughs> <laughs> so... The encouragement to really be with the schedule and to have the kind attitude towards your pain rather than kindness as in avoiding the pain and your kind attitude towards the restlessness, to be with rather than to say the kind thing to do is to avoid. In this case, where actually uh, the schedule is perfect, the support that you have is perfect, and it's totally okay to be tired and to be uncomfortable and to be on day one of a retreat and it's really in the attitude towards it rather than in an avoidance of it. Um, the other thing that I wanted to, to tell you is that um, Leela started to point to this last night in, in the precepts is around uh, how uh, sometimes you'll, you'll find yourself attracted to people on the retreat or you'll find yourself really aversive to people um, around you. And just, and most of you know this, but just as a reminder that um, uh, we uh, are each other, we're part of each other's experience too. And that actually our um, attitudes are towards others, you know, the, the you might, there might be some difficult people on the retreat. And that's your practice, actually, to be with what you experience as, I don't like the way they walk or chew or breathe, you know, if they would just stop breathing. <laughs> I think it was, um, there's a story, I'm sure I heard it from Jack, probably, either or my dad, but one of my dads, either my dad or Jack, both of my... <laughs> Uh, who tells the story about Gurdjieff, um, a spiritual teacher in Europe, and, and about how there was a really difficult person in the community, and the kind of community, the Sangha got together and chased the, the difficult, annoying person off. And something about how actually Gurdjieff wanted him found and brought back into the community and said, I'll even pay you to stay here, to be annoying, <laughs> um, because actually my community needs that. They, they need the, the practice of love and tolerance and compassion and forgiveness. And, um, and hopefully it'll be healing for you and for everyone else. And so I wanted to let you know that we've been planted like five uh, people who, they're actually really nice people and they're just behaving that way because we're paying them 
to do that. And, and it's actually an opportunity for you. Can I stay in loving awareness with this person who I'm sure is one of the shills? <laughs> I'm totally sure is here for me and for my practice. And can I be tolerant and can I be loving and can I be in my own experience and out of the judging mind and just with like, okay, now this is part of my practice and that person totally just cut in line in front of me. And um, it's like the Tibetan said, uh, the Tibetan Buddhist practice said, like everyone is a Buddha except for you. Like every single person here is fully enlightened bodhisattva, arahant Buddhas, except for you. And they're all here just to support your awakening. And everything they do is to help support you in being present and being compassionate and being forgiving. Just that's a good trick when you're judging somebody, judging that arahant Buddha next to you. So we have some announcements, and uh, again, just the encouragement, stay mostly with that focused, concentrated, first foundation of mindfulness that will help us build as we expand the instructions, and stay with the attitude of kindness. And we'll do formal heart practices in an afternoon session. The Qigong will start today um, at 3.15. Um, And really, what a great meditation practice and an embodied mindfulness, everything that I'm talking about, embodied, and your body gets sore sitting. The qigong actually will really help loosen up your energy and your muscles. And and so uh, a deep encouragement, uh, and and Hans is a wonderful, wonderful, or Franz is a wonderful teacher. Hans Franz. That's okay. That's okay. Hans and Franz are uh, they're the weightlifters. It's uh, in the um, sanctuary. Yeah. It's it's yeah. It's gentle. It's it's very healing. Actually, it's a healing practice, um, and you'll be able to uh, find your way with uh, the effort. But it's it's really we. we He's been teaching here for so many years because it's so good for the meditative, the retreat experience. It's really a perfect companion to the sitting and walking. And um, it's in the sanctuary, which is behind you, and the the big building with the large um, hypodermic needle sticking out of it, the spire. I think that's what I have. Managers have announcements. Anything else from us? No, no. Managers are going to say some things. Leila, give him the handout. Maybe give her the handout. Good morning. Good morning. I'm here to take you from the super mundane field into the mundane field and give you some logistical stuff just for five to ten minutes. First, I just want to introduce our fourth 
retreat manager who was enjoying a birthday last night. Her name's Diane. Many of you met her last night. And just go through a few brief things. So just to remind you, the retreat manager's office, apartment 1A, that way. If you have any valuables you'd like to store, we have a locked cupboard, electronics, wallets, things like that. If you need any jugs of water or towels, they're available in our office or in the friendship hall, which is where you checked in. This is a, an unscented container. So that means please do not use scented products, even items with natural scents. If you need anything unscented, we've actually placed some items in the foyer of the meditation hall, self-serve, and in the manager's office, we have a pharmacy, which includes medicine, unscented products, and basic things you might have left at home. While you're here, please drink lots of water. The forecast is uh, for some heat coming up here. And please wear sunscreen if you're outdoors. Uh, there's sunscreen available in the manager's office. Water can be refilled at the spigot right outside of the Noble Hall and in any of those large orange containers that you've seen in the water terrace and also right outside the Noble Hall as well. If you have any maintenance requests, there's a black box in the water terrace, the dining hall. Please fill out a written maintenance request. It's also good for housekeeping related requests. Regarding cushions in the hall here, there's some more cushions, I believe, in the closet back there. When you go to the foyer, turn left, left again. Uh, please, if you're not using any cushions, uh, as a kindness to everyone else, uh, please put them back in that room. And uh, please only use your own uh, setup uh, so as to not sit on someone else's cathedral of cushions. So this area, the Noble Hall, is for sitting meditation. Uh, walking meditation may be practiced uh, outdoors or in the case of heavy wind or other weather conditions, the sanctuary that Noah just named, the place with the needle on top, is a good place for walking practice. If you'd like to practice yoga, we offer the Friendship Hall. That's where we checked in. And if... Uh, you practice yoga during meal times, you may use the sanctuary as well. You may have noticed we have a note system to preserve noble silence. There's a note board in the foyer of the, this hall. And um, as a practice of noble silence, ask yourself before writing the note, is this uh, necessary? Uh, you may write to managers and teachers, uh, but please do not write to one another. Uh, talks are recorded on this retreat and will be available um, on the internet and we'll give you more info at the end. So rest assured that the material here will be recorded. Schedules are posted in the dining hall. 
here in the foyer of this hall and elsewhere scattered around campus. Please familiarize yourself with the schedule. If you're a morning bell ringer, really hit that bell hard. And if you haven't received a work meditation, uh, please see the cooks in the kitchen and they will help you with that. I'm gonna hand it to Diane now. Just in regards to the note writing, uh, we did receive a lot of notes today and a lot of them weren't signed. So please remember to sign your notes so that we can respond to your notes. And also write, when you write your name, write the first letter of your last name since some of you have the same first name. All right, if you have any questions, please come to the office. Oh, and Franz is reminding me as he's demonstrating if you have to sneeze, please pra or cough, please practice what we call the Vipassana sneeze in the crook of your elbow. All right. Anything else, Franz, Diane? Okay. May this day treat you with ease. We'll see you all around. And a reminder that the, um, the group uh, meetings with the teachers will start tomorrow. So nobody's meeting today. So you can just practice all day in uh, this schedule. And then uh, tomorrow morning, we'll let you know uh, that the groups will be starting. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.